Welcome to Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. I'm your host, Nicole Colantoni, a dating and relationship coach. And each week, along with special guests who aren't afraid to speak their minds, we challenge norms and expectations in love and relationships. From childhood trauma to sex, we explore the uncomfortable and unspoken, providing valuable insight and actionable advice for building healthier relationships. Join us for candid conversations about all things love, whether you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between. Picture this, you're caught in the magnetic pull of a person who isn't right for you, leaving you wondering how on earth to emotionally detach when all you're wired to do is love and connect. And what about those burning questions that echo through your mind, like, how do I detach from someone I love? Can I ever get over this heart-wrenching breakup? Will the pain ever stop? Today, we'll be tackling a topic that many of my clients have grappled with at some point, how to detach from a partner who isn't right or healthy for you. Love is a beautiful and powerful force, but what happens when it becomes entangled with pain and toxicity? These are the questions that haunt us as we find ourselves caught in the grip of a relationship that does more harm than good. It's a complex journey that requires courage, self-reflection, and the willingness to let go of someone who may no longer be in alignment with our well-being. In this episode, instead of focusing on detaching from someone we're happy to let go of, we will dive into the challenging territory of detaching from someone we don't actually want to detach from at all. We'll explore situations where the person we care for isn't healthy for us or no longer reciprocates our feelings. Throughout this episode, we'll discuss the reasons why practicing emotional detachment can be helpful. We'll also explore practical strategies and techniques that can support you in this process, empowering you to take the first step towards a new beginning filled with confidence. Because detaching yourself from someone doesn't always have to be a sad ending. Instead, detaching from an unhealthy partnership can actually be a lifesaver. So with that being said, what does it even mean to detach from someone? To truly understand what it means to detach from someone, it's important to explore how and why we form attachments in the first place. No, you're not just clingy or obsessive. Attachment is actually a fundamental aspect of human nature, rooted in our biology and evolutionary history. As social beings, we have an innate drive to connect and form relationships with others. From an early age, we are wired to attach to caregivers who provide us with safety, care, and nurturing. And this attachment system, as described by attachment theory, forms the foundation for our future relationships. Basically, we develop a blueprint of what relationships should look like based on our early attachment experiences. And 
The science behind attachment reveals that it involves a complex interplay of brain chemistry, hormones, and neural pathways. Oxytocin, which is often referred to as the bonding hormone, plays a crucial role in fostering feelings of attachment and trust. It is released during intimate physical contact, such as hugging or holding hands, strengthening the bond between individuals. Attachment also involves the activation of brain regions associated with reward, pleasure, and social connection. And the release of neurotransmitters like dopamine creates a sense of euphoria and reinforces the desire to see closeness and connection with others. However, attachment can sometimes become problematic when we form unhealthy or dysfunctional attachments. We may become overly dependent on a specific person or develop an insecure attachment style due to past experiences or unresolved issues. These attachments can be accompanied by fear of abandonment, possessiveness, or a sense of inadequacy. So detaching from someone then involves consciously breaking free from these unhealthy attachments. It means recognizing when a relationship is no longer serving us in a positive and healthy way and taking steps to disengage emotionally mentally, and sometimes physically. Detachment is not about cutting off all connections or becoming cold-hearted, though. It's about creating healthy boundaries, prioritizing our well-being, and reclaiming our autonomy. It's an act of self-care and self-preservation, allowing us to let go of unhealthy dynamics, toxic patterns, and emotional dependencies. So by understanding the science and psychology behind attachment, we can actually gain insight into our own attachment patterns and make conscious choices about the relationships we form. So with that being said, unhealthy attachment takes two forms. Anxious attachment, where insecurity grips you with fears of abandonment or betrayal, and avoidant attachment where overwhelm pushes you to withdraw. But detachment is the game changer here. It's about accepting the reality of the relationship, not just wishful thinking. Detaching from someone means liberating yourself from their toxic grip, untangling your heart from their influence, and rediscovering the power within you. It's like breaking free from emotional handcuffs and soaring towards a life where you call the shots. Think of it as hitting the reset button on your heart and mind. Detachment empowers you to let go of the pain, release the baggage, and rewrite your story in the process. But let's be real. It's no easy feat. Detaching takes practice, intention, and a whole lot of self-love. Looking back on my own relationship journey, there was a time when I never thought I could ever let go of an ex-partner. Honestly, it took me years and years to finally detach from that person because I didn't have the knowledge I'm sharing with you now. But here's the secret. You can still love from a distance. Detaching with love means setting healthy boundaries and refusing to engage with the hurtful parts. So, When should you emotionally detach from someone? 
The reality is you should detach from someone when being around them leaves you feeling anxious, drained, and emotionally wiped out. That's your cue to prioritize your mental health. So if you've ever expressed your concerns, but little to no change occurs, it's probably time to shift the focus to your well-being. Choosing to detach is your pathway to well-being. It means recognizing the signs, letting go, and focusing on not only your mental health, but also a future where you're in charge. It means no more dwelling on a cheater or someone who brings you down. Your mental pace matters. So if you're hung up on an ex, it's time to focus on your own growth instead of obsessing over their every move. Before we move on though, here are some other signs that it's probably time to detach. When your thoughts constantly revolve around their actions, words, and emotions, leaving you mentally and emotionally depleted. When their behavior leaves you feeling emotionally exhausted and highly reactive. When despite addressing concerns repeatedly, you feel ignored, dismissed, or faced with broken promises. When certain issues seem impossible to resolve, trapping the relationship in a state of stagnation. When you constantly find yourself shouldering the weight of their actions, leading to frustration and weariness. When the connection has become an obsession overshadowed by negativity rather than positivity. When being around them brings more worry, saps your happiness and increases your anxiety. When you realize they are unlikely to change behaviors that clash with your values and upset you. When your perception of their behavior and interactions with you tends to lean towards negativity. And when their presence brings out the worst in you, turning the relationship into a toxic and unhealthy environment. If any of these indicators hit close to home, It probably means it's time to detach and liberate yourself from the toxicity. I think it's important to recognize that detachment doesn't mean abandoning someone or all of a sudden no longer caring about them. It's about evaluating how the relationship affects your well-being. When your health depends on their actions, it's time to set yourself free and find balance. It's about becoming less attached to their behavior and feelings, reevaluating your connection and managing your emotional investment. So simply put, it's about shifting our attention and energy back to ourselves. However, detaching is a skill that takes practice. So how do you detach from someone? I speak from firsthand experience when I say detaching from someone can be a challenging and emotional process especially if the relationship has had a significant impact on your life. While there is no one-size-fits-all approach to detachment, there are several strategies that can help you navigate this process in a healthy and self-empowering way. The first step is to acknowledge and validate your emotions. Detaching from someone you have been emotionally connected to can bring up a range of emotions, including sadness, anger, and confusion. It's important to acknowledge and validate these emotions, allowing yourself to grieve the loss of the relationship. So try to give yourself permission to feel and express your emotions without judgment or self-criticism. The second step is to get some backup and communicate how you're feeling with trusted friends, family members, or even a professional. Once you've taken the first step, it's time to seek some support and let it all out. 
Don't keep your feelings bottled up. Share how you're feeling. Spill the beans about your experiences and concerns. By opening up, you'll gain valuable insights and fresh perspectives that can help you find clarity and make smart decisions about your relationship. The third step is to assess the relationship. Take the time to assess the dynamics and patterns within the relationship. Reflect on how the relationship has impacted your well-being, happiness, and personal growth. Consider whether the relationship aligns with your values, your needs, and your goals. This assessment will basically help you determine whether detachment is the best course of action. View it as an opportunity to look within and trust your gut. The fourth step is to set and communicate your boundaries. Detachment involves establishing and maintaining boundaries that protect your emotional well-being. Clearly communicate your boundaries to the person you are detaching from, expressing your needs and expectations. Let them know what's off limits and what you're not okay with. This might mean reducing how often you interact, steering clear of certain topics, or laying down some ground rules for communication. Remember, it's your self-care game, so don't be afraid to speak up and assert yourself. The fifth step is reducing contact. As you detach, it's time to redefine how emotionally and physically available you are to that person. This means making yourself a little less accessible and not jumping to reply to their messages right away. It's all about gradually moving them from your inner circle to more of an acquaintance status. By creating some space, you really give yourself the chance to heal and put your own well-being first. The sixth step has to do with removing them from an emotional pedestal. This was something I personally struggled a lot with after one breakup in particular. And that's because when we break up with someone, it's common to put on rose-colored glasses and only focus on the good stuff, ignoring the not-so-great parts. It's actually literally how our brain is wired. It's a form of protection. But here's the deal. It's important to face the flaws and shortcomings of that person and the relationship head-on. So take a moment to acknowledge and accept them for what and who they are. By letting go of the idealization, you can gain a more realistic perspective and make decisions based on what's genuinely best for you. The seventh step has to do with engaging in self-care. Detaching from someone can be emotionally draining, so it's important to prioritize self-care during this process. Engage in activities that bring you joy and relaxation. This may include exercise, practicing mindfulness or meditation, picking up a dance class, hanging out with friends, getting your nails done or booking a trip. Whatever it is, taking care of yourself will help you rebuild your emotional strength and resilience. The eighth step is about focusing on personal growth. When you detach from someone, it's a chance to level up in life and discover who you truly are. Take this time to invest in yourself and explore what makes you tick. Chase after your own dreams, passions, and goals. Set new targets and hustle to make them happen. Embrace self-improvement and strive to become the ultimate version of yourself. This really is your time to shine and grow. During the challenging period of detaching from my mentioned ex-partner, there were days when I felt completely stuck and unable to get out of bed. I was consumed by self-pity and self-loathing. Looking back now, I wish I could have shaken myself out of that state. 
Time is precious and it's something we can never retrieve. While I believe in honoring the phase you're in and allowing yourself to feel what you need to feel, I also believe in recognizing what is within your control and striving to become the best version of yourself, regardless of the circumstances. The ninth step is practicing gratitude and letting go. Expressing gratitude for the good stuff and the lessons learned from the relationship can do wonders in helping you let go of any lingering resentment or negativity. Take a moment to reflect on your personal growth and the strength you've gained throughout this journey. Appreciate the experiences that have shaped you into the incredible person you are today. Always remember, negative emotions like guilt, shame, anger, or resentment keep you stuck in the past. So by letting go of those emotions, you're letting go of the past and freeing yourself up to move forward with a fresh sense of purpose. And finally, the 10th step is giving yourself time and patience. Detaching from someone isn't a quick fix. Take it from me. It's a journey that takes its own sweet time. So be gentle with yourself as you navigate through the healing process. Remember, healing doesn't happen overnight. So take a deep breath, cut yourself some slack and let time do its thing. So like we've been talking about, When it comes to detaching from someone, it's all about directing your energy towards what you can control, like taking care of yourself rather than trying to change the other person. It means no longer hoping, expecting, or desiring a particular response or engagement from the person you're detaching from. Letting go of these expectations is an important part of detachment and accepting the reality of the situation. But remember to start small and take baby steps. Similar to quitting smoking, cutting someone out of your life can be painful and overwhelming. For instance, begin by unfollowing them on social media or archiving or even deleting pictures of the two of you. By gradually letting go, you can better manage your emotions and navigate the detachment process with greater ease. I will say this. If your gaze is fixed on the past, it becomes challenging to break free from a relationship. It's obviously natural to reminisce and remember only the positive aspects of a person or a relationship. However, dwelling on the past will keep you trapped in the same cycle. Instead, try to shift your focus to the future. Contemplate your own happiness and envision what lies ahead rather than romanticizing what once was. But I get it. In many ways, breakups can feel like going through withdrawal from an addiction. You've become emotionally dependent on something that has now been abruptly taken away, leaving behind a void that requires time to heal. Just as with any form of withdrawal, it's important to be patient with yourself and allow the healing process to take its course. That's why it is absolutely necessary to minimize or halt any sexual contact with the person you're separating from. Engaging in sexual activities can intensify your attachment and make it incredibly challenging to successfully move on from the relationship. Also, try to steer clear of substances. While it may be tempting to temporarily escape the pain and difficulties associated with ending a relationship, Relying on alcohol or drugs will only offer temporary relief and actually fail to address the underlying issues. 
In fact, they can actually exacerbate your attachment to the relationship and cause additional harm by clouding your judgment and hindering your ability to process your emotions. Think of all the drunken texts or calls you or your friends have made over the years that you wish you could take back. Substance use can also create a false sense of relief or euphoria, leading to dependency and further complicating the detachment process. So relying on alcohol or drugs to cope with a breakup can also have detrimental effects on your mental and physical well-being. It can heighten feelings of depression, anxiety, and loneliness, while also interfering with your ability to make clear decisions and take care of yourself. So instead of seeking solace in substances, confront your emotions and confront the relationship directly. It might hurt at first, but at least it won't delay the process. I think it's also really important to reflect on the emotional benefits that the relationship once provided you and explore how you can find those elements in other areas of your life. For example, if the relationship gave you a sense of confidence, delve into the underlying causes of your low self-esteem and explore different ways to build yourself up, such as engaging in self-care practices or pursuing personal development activities or seeking professional help if needed. Or if the relationship provided a sense of direction, set meaningful goals for yourself and commit to them. It's common for us to attach ourselves to certain individuals because they embody qualities or characteristics that we admire or desire. They become representatives of those qualities in our lives and it's natural to form attachments based on these perceived attributes. In my situation, one of the reasons why detaching from this specific ex was challenging for me was because... I mistakenly associated safety with him despite his mistreatment towards me. So it took a lot of effort and self-reflection to understand what safety truly means to me and how I can cultivate it in my own life. I've had to work diligently on identifying my own sources of safety and actively embodying them in my daily life. That's why during the process of detachment, it's essential to shift our focus inward and reflect on what we are seeking in that person and relationship. By recognizing what we see in them and acknowledging that it might be something we feel is lacking in ourselves, we gain valuable insight. Instead of solely relying on others to fulfill those needs, we can strive to embody those traits within ourselves. So if we admire their compassion, we can work on cultivating our own empathy and kindness. If we appreciate their confidence, we can focus on building our self-assurance and belief in ourselves. Maybe it's their sense of adventurousness or their curiosity. Whatever it is, by redirecting our energy towards personal growth and development, we empower ourselves to become more self-reliant and fulfilled individuals. Rather than relying on someone else to provide us with what we seek, we take ownership of our own emotional well-being and strive to embody those qualities that we admire. And in doing so, we not only break the attachment to a specific individual, but also strengthen our own sense of self. We become more resilient, independent, and capable of finding fulfillment from within. Remember, the journey of detachment is about understanding ourselves better, recognizing our own worth, and cultivating the qualities we admire in others within ourselves. It also involves becoming familiar with the beliefs we hold about ourselves that may be holding us back. Oftentimes we seek certain qualities, validation, or support from others because we believe we lack them within ourselves. 
So by examining our beliefs and recognizing that everything we need or seek in others is actually within us, we can begin to shift our perspective and take ownership of our own well-being. It's about understanding that we have the power to embody the traits and qualities we admire in others. Instead of relying solely on external sources for validation or fulfillment, we can explore ways to develop those qualities within ourselves. By focusing on our own growth and embracing the idea that we have the capacity to meet our own needs, we can cultivate a sense of wholeness and reduce our dependency on others. It's important to remember that detaching from others doesn't mean isolating ourselves or dismissing the value of relationships. That's not what I'm saying. Rather, it's about developing a healthy sense of self-reliance and recognizing that our happiness and fulfillment comes from within. By working on ourselves and embodying the qualities we admire, we become more self-sufficient and less attached to others for our own validation and happiness. It allows us to break free from the cycle of seeking external validation and relying on others for our own sense of self-worth. As we embrace our inner resources and strengths, we become more resilient, confident, and capable of creating fulfilling relationships based on mutual support and growth rather than out of need or in an attempt to fill a void. During that period when I was really struggling to move on from my ex, my self-confidence was at an all-time low. I had very little sense of my own identity, so I clung onto the relationship as if it defined me completely. I actually placed more value on the person I was with than I did on myself. Their opinion carried more weight than my own, and it was no wonder that letting go became such a challenge when it ended. I remember the idea of being alone was absolutely terrifying. It wasn't until I started addressing my own insecurities and building a stronger sense of self that I began to feel more secure and content in my own company. Ultimately, detaching from others and recognizing the potential within ourselves is a powerful step towards personal growth and fulfillment. It's about reclaiming our own agency and realizing that we have the ability to meet our own needs, embody the qualities we seek, and create a fulfilling and balanced life. And that's because the ultimate way to detach from someone else is to prioritize and attach to yourself. Often we become so invested in our relationships with others that we neglect our own well-being and sense of self. So detaching from someone means shifting the focus inward and nurturing a strong and healthy relationship with ourselves. When we attach to ourselves, we acknowledge our own worth, needs, and desires. It involves recognizing that we are responsible for our own happiness and fulfillment. Attaching to yourself also means developing a deep connection with your own values, passions, and goals. It's about exploring your interests, pursuing your dreams, and creating a life that aligns with your authentic self. By understanding and embracing who you are, you become less reliant on external sources for validation and happiness. Detaching from someone else and attaching to yourself also involves setting healthy boundaries. It means honoring your needs and prioritizing your well-being. This may involve saying no to activities or relationships that drain your energy or compromise your values. By establishing clear boundaries, you create space for self-care and self-reflection. Because when you attach to yourself, you become your own source of love, support, and validation. You learn to trust your own judgment and make decisions that align with your true self. 
This level of self-attachment empowers you to navigate life's challenges with confidence and resilience. While it may be a gradual process, the rewards are immense. You develop a sense of independence, inner peace, and self-fulfillment that cannot be easily shaken by external circumstances. Even in my current relationship, I often tell my clients and even my partner that if he were to come home one day and say he wanted to end the relationship, I would definitely feel sad, but my life wouldn't be turned upside down. Why? Because I am still completely independent. The only difference is that every day I choose to share my life with him. It's a conscious choice, not a dependency. Remember, attaching to yourself is not about isolating yourself or rejecting connections with others. It's about cultivating a healthy relationship with yourself as the foundation for healthy and fulfilling relationships with others. This is crucial because at any given moment, our partners could choose to leave. Unexpected events could happen like getting sick or dropping dead, or they may need to move away for various reasons. That's why it's essential for us to be okay on our own and have a strong attachment to ourselves rather than solely relying on them. We should prioritize our own well-being and personal growth, knowing that we have the strength and resilience to navigate life independently. And when we detach from someone else and attach to ourselves, we step into our power and raise our standards for how we allow others to treat us. It's a powerful shift that comes from recognizing our own worth and refusing to accept behavior that is below our standards. By attaching to ourselves, we gain a deeper understanding of our values, our boundaries, and what we deserve in relationships. We become more attuned to our intuition and inner wisdom, which guides us in making choices that honor and respect ourselves. And this newfound self-attachment empowers us to set clear expectations and communicate our needs effectively. As we prioritize our own well-being and self-respect, we develop a strong sense of self-worth that acts as a shield against mistreatment or manipulation. We no longer tolerate relationships or interactions that diminish us or compromise our happiness. Instead, we seek connections that uplift and support us, fostering healthy and authentic dynamics. Detaching from someone else and attaching to ourselves also helps us cultivate a deep sense of self-confidence. Like we've been talking about, when we fully embrace who we are and acknowledge our strengths, we become less reliant on external validation or approval. We no longer seek validation from others, but rather find it within ourselves. And this empowers us to stand up for ourselves and express our needs and boundaries and confidently navigate relationships. In this process, we also learn the importance of self-advocacy, We become advocates for our own well-being and happiness, speaking up when something feels off or doesn't align with our values. We no longer shy away from addressing issues or accepting behavior that is disrespectful or harmful. Instead, we assert ourselves and demand the respect and treatment we deserve. Stepping into our power and no longer accepting behavior that is below our standards is a transformative act of self-love and self-respect. 
It really requires courage and self-assurance to walk away from toxic relationships or to address problematic behavior head on. By doing so, we really create space for healthier, more fulfilling connections that are rooted in mutual respect and growth. In the past, I tolerated all sorts of terrible behavior from my partners because I was deeply attached to them. However, if I were to sense even a hint of similar behavior in my current relationship, I would swiftly and decisively end it without a second thought. I've learned from my past experiences and now prioritize my well-being and self-respect. I refuse to settle for anything less than a healthy and fulfilling relationship. Remember, detaching from someone else and attaching to ourselves is a continuous journey of growth and self-discovery. I did not start at this empowered place. I worked my ass off to get here. So what I'm saying is it takes time to recognize our own worth in order to refuse to ever settle for less than what we deserve. And by settle, I mean things like tolerating any form of emotional, verbal, or physical abuse in a relationship. Suppressing or compromising our core values, beliefs, and principles to please someone else or maintain a relationship. Putting aside our needs, desires, and aspirations to prioritize someone else's agenda or happiness. Allowing others to manipulate or control us, making decisions on our behalf or exerting power over our lives. Neglecting our own boundaries and allowing others to consistently overstep or disregard them without consequence. Accepting a relationship where we are constantly left guessing with inconsistent communication and broken promises. Being in a relationship where emotional support is absent or one-sided or where our emotional well-being is not valued or nurtured. Being in a relationship where our efforts, contributions, and presence are not appreciated or acknowledged. Or when we accept a relationship where the other person consistently puts in minimal effort, showing little investment in building and maintaining the connection. Or tolerating betrayal of trust, such as infidelity or consistently breaking promises, eroding the foundation of a healthy and fulfilling relationship. Also, remember, each person's standards and boundaries may differ, and it is essential to identify what settling means to you personally. Before we can fully detach, though, I think we have to forgive ourselves for things that took place in the past. Learning how to forgive yourself really is one of the most important pieces when detaching from someone because it allows you to release the burden of guilt and self-blame that may be holding you back. I certainly struggled with this in the past and I think it is one of the main contributing factors to why my healing process was so delayed because oftentimes when a relationship ends, we may internalize the belief that we are at fault or that we could have done something differently to salvage it and this self-blame can keep us attached to the past, preventing us from moving forward. However, it's crucial to understand that relationships end for various reasons and it's not solely your responsibility. By forgiving yourself, you acknowledge that you are human and prone to making mistakes. You free yourself from the cycle of regret and self-loathing, allowing space for healing and growth. Like I said before, forgiving yourself also helps you let go of the past and accept that the relationship had its course 
Holding on to guilt and dwelling on what could have been only hinders your ability to detach and embrace the present. Try to remember that you're no longer the same person who is in that relationship, right? So by surrendering the desire to change who you were or to change the past, you open yourself up to new possibilities and a future that may hold something even better for you. Likewise, emotionally detaching by forgiving the other person is absolutely essential for your own well-being too. While forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean condoning their actions or reconciling with them, it means releasing the anger and resentment that keeps you emotionally tied to them. Seeking justice or waiting for apologies that may never come only prolongs your own suffering. So by saying goodbye to someone who has wronged you and recognizing their departure as a blessing, you empower yourself to detach emotionally and create a healthier path forward. It allows you to free yourself from the toxic influences of the past relationship. But remember, forgiveness is a journey and it may take time to fully let go of the pain and resentment. I also want to point out that letting go of someone doesn't mean denying the significance of the relationship or shutting yourself off from future connections. It's not about erasing memories or building walls around your heart to avoid future pain, which I have been guilty of doing in the past for way longer than I'd actually like to admit. Instead, letting go is a process of releasing unhealthy attachments. It involves facing regret, managing guilt, and healing from the weight of shame. By letting go, you find a sense of peace and freedom. It's an opportunity to embrace the present moment and move forward into a new chapter of your life. Letting go allows you to shed the burdens of the past, enabling personal growth and the potential for new experiences and connections. While it may be challenging, letting go opens up space for self-discovery, self-compassion, and the pursuit of genuine happiness. It's a transformative journey that helps you learn from the lessons of the past while embracing the possibilities of the future. Remember, letting go doesn't mean forgetting or disregarding the importance of the relationship you've lost. It means finding a healthy balance between cherishing the memories and experiences while making room for new beginnings. By honoring your own healing process and taking steps to release what no longer serves you, you pave the way for a fresh season of life, whatever that may be. Okay, it was a big topic and one that I wish I had heard years ago when I needed it most. But I hope that this episode helps you on your own journey of detachment. In the meantime, please show some love for Love Uncensored by leaving a review. As a thank you, I'll give a shout out to all reviewers at the start of each episode and send a special surprise your way. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share the podcast with your friends and family, as well as follow me on Instagram at love.uncensored.podcast or join the private Facebook group Love Uncensored, The Modern Guide to Dating and Relationships. I'll see you next week with the final episode of the season. 